Hey, potential podcast listeners. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, then our sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, safe, online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise with BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. All you do is simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in just under 48 hours. After that, you can schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages, and everything you share is completely confidential. Join the over 3 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Our listeners will get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash potential. That's betterhelp.com slash potential. Once again, that's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash potential. Take charge of your mental health with BetterHelp. And remember, know your potential. Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow comedy fellow, Taylor Sokol. Today we're reviewing the new comedy drama TV series, Bupkis. This premiered on Peacock. It is uh, starring Pete Davidson. And it's a show that's kind of a heightened version of his life, and it's a unique style for him to kind of take the reins of his own sitcom in a way. And uh, we want to check this show out. Um, the big selling point, of course, is we're both fans, I'd say, Pete Davidson. He's a fun guy to watch, um, obviously SNL alum, and he's been really branching out now into several movies. I mean, good grief, we just saw him in Fast X, and now he's going to be playing... Uh, one of the Transformers. He's voicing Whiplash, I believe. And uh, is it Whiplash? Who's he? Who's he voicing in Transformers? Not Whiplash. Don't. Yeah. I'm gonna cut that. But he's also he's also so he, he just we just saw him in Fast X. He's now voicing one of the Transformers for the new movie. Uh, but we're excited to check out this show. Uh, I think a big selling point was definitely him and the return of one of the great actors of our time uh, coming out of retirement. Again, Joe Pesci uh, to play his grandpa. So, Taylor, what is the brief synopsis of Bubkiss? So, Bubkiss, we, as you said, is a fictionalized account of Pete Davidson. We kind of follow his life of his early years of the unfortunate real passing of his father, who was a firefighter uh, and who had died during the events of 9-11. So, we follow his journey of a young kid dealing with the aftermath, his mother, his sister, and his family as he's kind of growing up in uh, this, uh, you know, family, you know, growing up in, uh, you know, Jersey, New York, uh, in Staten Island area. And we kind of see his account of, you know, growing up and now going into stardom, finding kind of this weird direction his life's taking where he's trying to be taken seriously 
and he's really trying to make sense of his life while being kind of guided by his mom and his grandfather. So yeah, just like in the style of uh, Larry David's Curb Your Enthusiasm, this really does take the satirized version of a person's life and kind of take it to new heights. So when we both were checking out the show, really didn't know what to expect. I thought it was just going to be kind of your typical sitcom kind of dramedy. It's almost like you can't really mm-hmm. describe it because from one episode to the next, what Pete Davidson did with the show is kind of really have fun with different genres uh, where it, it kind of a trope of like the old like uh, Italian kind of, uh, you know, family friendly films to uh, Fast and the Furious theme. And, you know, each mm-hmm. each story yeah. to the next just kind of cracks me, cracks me up. And I was really engaged to see like what were the what was the end goal with the show? Um, obviously, yeah, the big selling point, Joe Pesci, who was in retirement, Scorsese brought him back for the Irishman, went back in retirement and Pete Davidson got him back to play as a grandfather. And if you love Joe Pesci, this is definitely quintessential Joe Pesci, uh, all the kind of foul mouth, you know, wise guy, but to also the heart of this really great, you know, father figure of his grandfather kind of kind of taking him under his wing and really trying to help him find direction in his life. Uh, and also the amazing Edie Falco, who we you know both love from her time in Sopranos. Oh, man. Her playing the satirized version of his mom, she really is a whole different style of mom uh, from Sopranos this, and she does a really great job um, playing that. Well, yeah, there's such a protective nature around Pete, but he's also, I mean, God, the first scene of this show is a situation where Pete is using VR to watch <laughs> porn and masturbate, and Right when his mom walks downstairs with his laundry, he finishes literally on her. And it's just awkward moment of this is the reality he's in now. And again, because they're kind of sending it in this heightened version of himself. This is after his stardom in SNL. This is supposed to be kind of nowadays taking place. Um, and he did move in with his mom in Staten Island. So uh, we were just talking about, you know, pre-recording. I have not actually seen the King of Staten Island yeah. yet. You have. But... Clearly, Pete Davidson has kind of, he's been put in this place where, you know, I think there's a lot of stipulation mm-hmm. about his life outside of performing. You know, I think a lot of people enjoy his comedy, stand-up comedy, his roles and cameos and TV shows and movies. But his dating life with some of these big celebrities, uh, his, his name being put in the limelight, even situations like, you know, there's a whole sequence in this where um, John Mulaney plays himself. And talking about his experience with rehab and how Pete Davidson feels like there's obviously been a lot of rumors that that was fueled by him, that he was the one that was giving him drugs. And he's like, there's a lot of pressure to kind of be me and to take myself seriously when I, you know, the kind of idea of bupkis, this kind of, you know, is he always going to be meant to be going down the wrong path in life? And it's kind of a beautiful thing with his family in this show, you know, even though they're actors playing his family, that they're they're still on his side. They still care for him. And, you know, I think a big theme with the loss of his father is he didn't have that guidance in his life. Yes, he had his grandpa, and, and you know, I love that. But Bobby Carnival plays his uncle, um, who, you know, again, there's like a little bit of love in that situation, but he's kind of got his own situation going on, and then yeah, I love this. This first off, this cast is stacked when it comes to 
you kind of have your core cast that play either family or friends, and then there's just a bunch of cameos. A bunch of big-name actors in Hollywood people do pop in for different things. Of course, a couple of SNL alums. Um, but just there's a bunch of people in this show. But there's a few that like just stick out in terms of like more of a connected character to the family. Uh, Brad Garrett was cracking me up as this one character who at one point they're doing a whole funeral for a dog, uh, which was which led to a very funny scene with Pete Davidson. Um, Ray Romano pops in here a few times. Uh, it it was cracking me up though, of kind of what they chose for episodes. Again, going off of what is like a sitcom based show. There always has to be some situation, as you mentioned. Yeah, there's a great Fast and the Furious kind of themed episode about paparazzi and taking photos and and fast cars. Um, there was one episode that was kind of themed to like I think the child in him of even him like wanting yeah. to be a parent. Um, and again, I think that's what I think was kind of unique is that it wasn't just like a day in the life of like Pete goes and buys drugs. It 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 wasn't that situation. It it teeters from a situation that's making you laugh because the way he responds to things or his family, obviously a lot of the show, he's either kind of intoxicated or he's under the influence of something to then these dark moments where he, he's missing time with his family. He's, you know, especially Joe Pesci. I think Joe Pesci had some great, beautiful scenes where he's like, how many times are you going to F up yeah. your life, Pete? You know, and, and he was, he was always calling him Peter too, which I thought was, you know, even though we know him as Pete Davidson, Sam's always calling him Peter. We see like his full name, which I thought that was also a, a nice touch. But they're trying to strive to better him, and is it he's getting in his own way? I think a lot. Well, of it's that. a it's a great. I think the whole idea of Bupkis is, although all this is a lot of this is fictionalized. The idea of Bupkis, I think it really goes into the idea of what is, you know, reality, and I think him dealing with okay, I'm just a guy from you know Staten Island. And I have kind of rose to the stardom. So we look at, you know, my life through the Hollywood lens, how uh, it may seem glamorous, like I'm, I'm dating all these people. Or you hear like there's one episode where <laughs> they're like, Pete Davidson's dead. He's like, I'm not dead. And everyone like, it's like those hoaxes yeah, where, I think he's dead. where like, you know, a celebrity, oh, this person was dead, which um, rest in peace, Betty White, for years, they kept, they kept popping up every five years that she was Ooh. gone. Um, and so that kind of idea that, I'm just this guy and because of the pressures of Hollywood of trying to be famous and make it. But um, at the same time, my life seems like it's all together, but it's really not. So there's a lot of heart to this. There's a lot of darkness, but there is a lot of humor and, and, you know, uh, quite a bit of the show. I found myself really laughing out loud. There are a lot of these, these moments where they're kind of just absurd, but it really is lends itself to the Pete Davidson comedy. And especially if you have seen King of Staten Island, I think, you know, you will appreciate the show even more if you haven't. I think if you like the style of Curb or uh, Louie and those sh- kind of shows, I think this will definitely be a show worth watching. How it ends, it's kind of a, a very ambiguous ending. Are they going to get another season? Not sure, but I really... Cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I really liked, you know, what was going on, um, you know, with the show. Something very different uh, in terms of those, you know, satires that we've come to love. So... I overall really like the show. Uh, I I think, you know, the direction, something different, and it's a nice, easy watch. Uh, each episode's around about 30 minutes, and um, it's definitely something, if you want a good lighthearted moment or you want a, a little bit of levity, uh, check this one out. I, I, I'm going to give this probably, I'd say, a good solid 8 out of 10. 
Yeah, I really enjoyed the show. It is an easy binge. I mean, this is going to take you a total of four hours to watch these eight episodes. And again, the style choice, I think there's something fun about there's certain episodes that are kind of themed towards maybe a certain genre or movie. Um, and then how that all kind of ties into what he's trying to represent in this show. I think the stronger stuff of the whole show is in the later half of the season. Um, especially there's an episode where kind of in a similar situation that happened with army of the dead, um, he gets to replace an actor, uh, digitally. And it's this whole kind of crazy moment where he's in Canada by himself and isolated a lot and how that drives him yeah. insane. And, and these decisions that eventually lead him to rehab. And there's this whole, the, the big kind of end episode, a majority of it's in rehab and it's all black and white. And it was very interesting because it was kind of like a, it reminded me of a little bit of a cuckoo's nest yeah. um, and that it's taking like, you know, what we know from that kind of film, but in today's age, mixed with a lot of great comedy. I mean, some of the funny stuff was in that episode and it, there was even a moment in, I think it was episode seven, Pete feels bad and he's making a meal for his family and he's singing a song and it was very much like Adam Sandler uh, just doing this goofy song and I was cracking up at it. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot to enjoy in this show and it's it's not going to be something where you're watching and go, that was a waste of time. And I think that's the most important thing is if you're going to watch a show with someone that has already done a lot with comedy it's got to stand out, and I think this stands out in the right way. So I mean, I'm also going to give Buffkiss an eight out of ten. I hope it does get a second season. Um, it clearly ended in a, a cliffhanger, and we're curious to see what happens with it. Um, but you can know decide for yourself. You can check out all eight episodes of Buffkiss now streaming on Peacock. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to the Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.